0: I heard a woman give her testimony um, about her struggle with addiction. And she said that her life had pretty much fallen apart and she was totally isolated and wasn't really talking to anybody, talking telling anyone her problems, uh, but she was completely in a grip of, of an addiction to alcohol. And she finally sought some help and eventually found herself in a twelve step program and, and had a sponsor and was very slowly putting her life back together. And she said one of the most transformative things she ever heard was when her sponsor said to her early on in recovery, if you go to bed sober tonight, you're a rock star. And it just was like so liberating and empowering for her to hear that because one of the things that had kept her in this compulsive behavior was this harsh judgment of herself, that she was never doing enough, that all of her friends were doing much better than her. She was getting left behind in life. And so this self-hatred led to this self-medication, which led to more self-hatred and the vicious cycle. And just someone coming in and saying, do this simple thing that's really, really hard for you, but it's totally achievable. And you are, like, super powerful. <laughs> you are super superwoman. And that type of encouragement set her free to not try to do everything, but to do what she could do. And that sponsor was in a, in a particular spot, having suffered from The misery of alcohol addiction herself that she didn't a begrudge her sponsee the pleasure of being an alcoholic like oh you're so lucky you get to just drink all day and never do anything and uh, feel sorry for yourself she knew that that is not a good way to live Um, and so anything i can do to just help you out of it um It's not like I'm beating myself up and and saying like, oh, my life is so much harder than you and and kind of adding to the the condemnation that she's already feeling. Um, She doesn't need her to do anything for her to feel good. Um, But she's also, having struggled with this herself, able to see the struggle in its uniqueness. That it's not very helpful in that situation or in any life situation to compare your struggle to anyone else's. Because it usually leads to one of two bad things. One is self-condemnation. I'm the worst person there is. Everyone has it together more than me. Everyone is doing better in life. I have nothing. This self-condemnation. Or it's twin, self-aggrandizing. Oh my gosh, I work harder than everybody else and I'm so unappreciated. No one has it as hard as me. The truth is humility, which is self-awareness neither self-condemning nor self-aggrandizing. It's self-aware. that Who we are in our uniqueness is different than everybody else. And the things that are hard for us or easy for us are different than those things that are hard or easy for other people. And so we're able to not have our life be this test of whether or not we're better than other people or worse than other people. It's simply living our life in communion with others and with God. Um but not trying to get somewhere, but expressing who we are. It's not looking outside of ourselves for validation, in other words. And this is something in our day and age, we talk about this all the time with social media, but it's a a problem as old as time of showing off, comparing, looking for validation in the eyes of other people, fame, honor, power, pleasure. Am I doing good enough? Am I living an exciting enough life? Look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, rather than getting that validation and that peace from within, which is basically bringing what we have to offer today to God in all its simplicity, even if it's something as simple as going to bed sober and saying, this is me. This is what I have to offer today, and it's enough. It's a focus on the self that's not selfish. Um, It's a focus on the self as a way of not performing for anyone else or for ourselves or even for God, but simply being ourselves um, with him. This parable today, Jesus starts, as many of his parables, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God, some scripture scholars uh, call Jesus, the, the word kingdom in Greek is basileia, and many of the church fathers called Jesus the auto basileia, the kingdom himself, that Jesus is the kingdom. He's the king, but also life with him, that's life in the kingdom. And so when Jesus says the kingdom of God is like, what he's saying is living with me, being my disciple, surrendering to me and my will is like this. Um, and it's different than we expect. Right? It's different than the way we think. And this parable, maybe more than any parable, maybe the prodigal son, is the most challenging to our way of thinking when it's like, no, I need to be this good compared to other people, and and I need to get exactly what I deserve, and everybody else needs to get exactly what they deserve. The kingdom apparently is not like that. We we're talking recently; uh, somebody was mentioning on our staff that there was this 91-year-old man who, at 91, came to faith in Jesus in the Eucharist. He didn't believe in Jesus his whole life. But something clicked in his head, some homily he heard, some witness that evangelized him helped him to believe finally and say yes to the fact that Jesus is really present in the Eucharist. God is really that close to me. And it changed his life at 91, which is so hopeful, isn't it? It's never too late. But somebody mentioned that like, "Mm, it stirs up a little something in me that's like, really? He gets the same credit as all of us? Right? Wouldn't it be nice if you could just live your whole life just doing whatever you want, and then at the last second, oh, that's right, okay, cool, and then then you're dead and it's heaven. Right? But you know what that made me think of is a Cardinal George quote. Cardinal George was the Archbishop of Chicago uh, for many years. He said, the world without the Eucharist would be a very lonely place. That's a, the first thing I thought of in a, I thought of like 91 years without the Eucharist, without faith, um, that God is that close to me. That that's really Jesus up here at the altar that I really receive every Sunday. That I can go visit in any Catholic church anywhere in the world and know that God is that present to me and I can spend time with him. Um, He's not lucky to have just realized it. In fact, we are the lucky ones if we have this faith because we get to invest every day in that friendship Which is itself the reward for working in his vineyard, for being a disciple of Jesus. Um, Is that person who's oblivious to God's closeness really better off? Are those guys in the marketplace standing idle until five o'clock in the afternoon really the lucky ones? Are they really happier not having a purpose, not having a community, not having a master? Or is it we who are working in the vineyard who have been blessed? And this I think is the paradox which is the point of the parable. That that 91-year-old, even though he missed 91 years maybe of investing in this friendship, of this closeness with Jesus, he actually didn't miss out on anything. He gets paid the same exact amount as all of us. Why? Because the reward for being a disciple of Jesus is Jesus. He is the reward. In the kingdom of God, it's not like getting paid a salary. Or some people get paid this much, some people get paid that much, depending on how hard they worked, how valuable they are, what hours they worked. The reward, so to speak, is love. And love is not love unless it's given completely. And that's how Jesus gives himself to those in his family, to those in the kingdom. Is he gives himself completely we get all paid the same exact wage, which is infinity. It's God's love. And in Jesus, we realize we have everything we need. All of this striving, all of this comparing, all of this trying harder. What are we after? Being good, doing well, being important. Without Jesus, we'll never have enough. However many followers, however many fans, however much money, it will never be enough to satisfy that longing. But with Jesus, whatever we have to give today is enough. That we realize we belong to him, and that is all we're really looking for. And so we have this gift today, the Eucharist, as we do every Sunday or every day if we we take advantage of it to receive our wage for belonging in the kingdom, which is God himself, his own life. And whatever we have to give this week, and wherever we're going to get called to go work in the vineyard, whatever corner of the kingdom we have to call our own to cultivate this week, that that's our offering, that we can bring in simplicity. And that's beautiful, because he sees it all, and he values it, and as a reward, he gives us himself.